<laughs> and a very good evening, everybody, and a very warm, warm, warm welcome to a Lyceum night coming to you from Paul down on the south coast of the UK. We have a series of evenings where the topic is always about spiritualism and parts of it. We've had some amazing people give their time to us, not only from the UK, but from abroad. And it's always a very lively and engaging evening. It's an evening of exploration. It's an evening of partaking. So we invite questions. We invite your interaction. I suspect tonight we're going to have a lot of fun <laughs> because we have an absolutely wonderful lady with us, Simone Key. Simone, good evening. Um, good evening, and thank you very much for inviting me to uh, attend your show. Absolutely, absolute pleasure. I could not bypass you at all. Actually, very interesting, before we get on a little bit more about you, um, we resumed our circles fairly recently here, and we were doing it in a different format of running it as set courses. Um, so it's got a beginning, middle, and end. And the first tutor who took it actually had a um, an assessment with yourself at the college and where it was said that he will be running a course. And he said, not really likely. <laughs> and <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> so wonderful. Simone. My darling, if you could let us know just a wee bit about yourself. People like to know, you know, where did this uh, past start for you? Is this something oh, you grew uh, up with? Okay. Well, um, uh, if I start at the very beginning when my, with my family, my 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 mum was a Jew and my father was Presbyterian. And because we had, they had different religions, uh, my sister and I were... Um, we're taught that we had to find our own. We were not to be indoctrinated by them. So we had no religious education, whatever, at home. And we were free to find our own. So um, I en ended up as a very staunch atheist. Um, I didn't like what I saw around me. And so right up until my 30s, I was very much an atheist. And I have to say, that life was a lot, a lot easier when I, I didn't believe there was a God. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, but that's really um, what happened. And then um, when I was in my, um, I was very nearly 30, my mum passed very suddenly at 46. And, and I just could not believe that that was the end of her. I just, it just, I just couldn't believe that. And that's when my mind started to think of, of maybe about life after death and so on. And then, um, I'm, without going into too much detail, certain things happened to me and things kept happening to me that I didn't understand. And then a very good friend of mine said to me, why don't Well, we've just... just if I thought yeah, and um, I ended up going to see a medium who told me um, about mediumship and uh, told me about what abilities I may have. And that's when I started to explore it. I actually started off looking into healing and I still believe that I am a healer first and foremost. Um, but um, I, um, that's how it all really started, you know. And from then on, it was just really... 
I really set out to prove that it was a lot of rubbish, to be honest. Um, and that's why I'm here tonight. That, that's why how I found my direction and how I find my life. It transformed my life in many, many different ways. Um, right. And then I started to go to the Arthur Finley College as a student. And then in the mid 90s, I became a tutor. Um, and then in 2007, I was ordained as a minister. And that's where I'm about, you know, so that's my, my I work as a medium, I work as a healer, I work especially as a trance medium. Um, and as a teacher, that's what that's what I do. That's where I'm at. Absolutely wonderful. And, you know, I love the synchronicity in things. Uh, <clears throat> we had a healing workshop here today. And two of the things that you mentioned there, there was a lady uh, who is just investigating spiritualism, exactly the same situation as yourself there, two different parents, two different orthodoxies, mm -hmm. became an atheist, but now is starting to think, hang on, there's some. I find that quite interesting because that means probably coming from that atheist route uh, that you haven't been indoctrinated to, no. you know, you're going to hear the trumpet call or no. only 444 of you are going to make it. And, and <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you haven't got any of that uh, mm -hmm. to hold you back. Yeah. And also very interestingly uh, about the healing routes. And again, this was brought up today uh, in our workshop saying about you know, how many of our very capable mediums today started off um, as healers? Mm. You're, you're devoting, you know, we're not getting that validation that we get on the platform. You're not getting that validation we have in a private sitting. You're just giving. You're just working mm. with spirit. You're training yourself to work with spirit and understand what is, will be, um, and to hone that channel down. So, yeah, how fascinating. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Very warm welcome to everybody watching us. Please remember uh, this evening is also devoted to yourselves. So any questions or comments, please pop them in the box and we will always bring them up. You, oh, I don't know where to start with you, Simone, because <laughs> your career is illustrious. And I, I <laughs> Hard work. <laughs> well, you know what? The hard work mirrors it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it is a reflection. The more you put into it, and the more um, dedicated and focused um, energy that you put into your development, because tonight's topic we're talking about the educational theme within our movement. Oh, wow. uh, and I've certainly learned, and especially in this time uh, where we have this virtual presence now, which in the main we didn't have pre COVID. Um, the, the, the people that really sort of shine are the ones who have really, you know, and I'm not being dismissive to other people, but they really have mastered their art or continue, sorry, they've not mastered their art, they continue to master their art through their own development and continual development. Oh. I, I just think that um, technology is here to stay. Yeah. And and for me, um, it's our job to promote the spirit, if you like, with their PR. So therefore, we need to find as many different avenues to pursue so that, you know, people have access to the understanding and and the phenomena um, uh, and philosophy of spiritualism. 
And that's how we can do it today. I think we've got to keep up to date. You know, we can't keep, you know, sitting in the dark saying, is there anybody there? We've, we've got to use um, that, um, that the criteria of technology, because that to me is the way forward. It's so progressive because it reaches people. Indeed, indeed. And it's a, it's a very timely reminder, I think, for our movement. <clears throat> Forgive me. And again, I always say, you know, when I say things, I'm not being barbed, I'm not being dismissive no, no. of anything at all. But I do feel myself that our movement had sort of got into a little bit of a rut pre-COVID. Mm. Um, it did become very focused on the message. Um, mm. The energy that abounded in many churches and centres was, we got through that service, you know, oh, thank goodness that was, <laughs> you know, and it was like, well, hang on, this is, this is a growing thing that needs nurturing mm. and needs encouragement and needs those opportunities to develop the people coming into our churches and not make them a medium. Because mm. I think quite a few places, and Paul was the same as well, going back in the past, you know, people come in, you go medium, medium, healer, medium, medium, heat, you know, and it was like preordained for them. Whereas, you know, now we've got this opportunity to uh, reinvent uh, how we interact because we're getting so many new people coming in. I think for me, it's important that we remember that healing is the foundation of every medium. And it doesn't necessarily mean about the transference of energy, but every word you say should be a healing, a healing vocabulary because our words have an impact. We all, we've all been hurt by them. So we can all be uplifted and enlightened by them. And so whether the medium is doing healing for the physical body or for the mind or for the emotions of the individual, as opposed to just speaking to them, has to come from that healing foundation, in my opinion, um, because that is what I believe we're all about, um, trying to make our world a better place. You Indeed. Know? And do you know what? That is a lovely uh, allegory there. You said we've all been hurt by words. Mm. How true is that? You know, and often when you try and, and especially with our healers, um, because we don't get that instant validation that an evidential medium may have, mm. you know, and if, you, if any healers are listening either tonight or in the future, you know, if you're ever doubting your work, just think back to when somebody said something to you, it really cut you to the core. Mm. And think of that in that negative view. And then think of what you're doing in that positive view. Mm. How yeah. can you doubt that? Yeah, absolutely. No. We've got a question here from lovely Jamie, Jamie Williamson, who has studied under you at the uh, college there. Simone, how do we encourage students to embrace the philosophy that underpins our, presumably our movement? Well, oh dear. at the risk of rocking a boat, <laughs> um, I, I actually feel that the only way we can encourage people to embrace spiritualist philosophy um, has to be to make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes we get a little bit tired of the same old same old the same old stories and the same old words and we and we need to put it into more modern um parlance you know so that we can all understand what's being said 
but also to compare the past with today. No, we don't want to forget our history. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But we need to be able to bring that history back to the to the present and say how we how we can move on from it and not keep going back 150 years, 160 years all the time. And that's how I feel. And I feel that if we use everyday language and not spiritualist jargon, if we look at everyday life and start to see how we can use spiritualism every day and not just go on about how that what the philosophy was of again 150 years ago but how it fits today and how we can learn from it so wow. the essence of the philosophy is there but it, we have to be able to if you like convert it into more modern day you know understanding um, and that's what I feel will bring people, uh, uh, will help people understand the philosophy behind spiritualism. Um, and also to have more discussion evenings and or groups as well. That's a very good, a good way of encouraging people because let people speak. Let people who don't speak, speak. Ask yeah. them your opinion. Be interested in people because that's what spiritualism is for me. It's about people. It's not just a religion. It's not just a philosophy. It's not just a way of life. It's about people, and people matter. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, I love that. Um, I'm a great exponent of um, our philosophy. Should uh, bring that education in, bring that awareness mm. in, bring that energy in for people, not only to engage them and to actually, you know, sit up and listen and really take it in and interact with it but to give you tools that when you walk out of the doors of your church or your center or your virtual place of worship wherever to live in today's world absolutely absolutely it's yeah. got to be that way there's no point there's yeah. no there's no room for the past anymore we can learn from it but we've got to move on incredible yeah yeah definitely mm -hmm. it is it you know, we, we do have a penchant for going back to the greats um, and yeah. quoting, well, Gordon would say this and Glyn <laughs> would say that, um, which is fine. There yeah. was a lot of, but, you know, today we are creating the greats of tomorrow. And we've really got to be mindful of that. Yeah. Uh, going back is, is it's a comfort factor, isn't it? Because it's a set thing. It oh. was said. Therefore, it is. And we were having this discussion shortly before going live about uh, things that may not be proven, but were accepted as mm. proof. Therefore, and we continue that energy on. But, you know, spiritualism, when it first came into its in, uh, inception, it was a very progressive movement. It was a very vital movement. Mm. Uh, we saw great changes within our laws and our social structure. Uh, because people were encouraged to think for themselves. People were encouraged to be more mindful and aware of how our interactions interact and to see where rights are right and wrongs can be improved. Hmm. You know, and we're only going to get that if we actually motivate people who come into our churches and centres to say that you can make a difference. Hmm. You know, it's not up to a, a big religion, uh, organisation or whatever. Hmm. You, every, I always say one of my favorite little sayings is every great religion, every great organization, every great empire started with one person. Mm -hmm. one but I think, 
with that person. Yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally understand that. But I also feel it's important that when we encourage people to come into spiritualism or maybe we're at the door for them, you know, like you, you are very much involved with the church at Poole. Um, but but for, what, for me, one of the most important jobs of any church is a person that welcomes people in. You yep. know, that is a, that that first meeting is what's going to encourage people into the church to stay in the church. And then, you know, and and nowadays, because society has changed so much, it's much harder to get someone to make a cup of tea or to make uh, to sell a raffle ticket or, or to do that job of welcoming on the door or to be a committee member. You know, it's people seem to value their free time more than they did in the past. They don't want that commitment and responsibility as much. But it's up to us to show people that what they've what we're, we're opening the doors to is something worthwhile that's going to change their lives. It's going to transform them for the future and and that we can take as much or as little as we want from it. We don't have to immerse them into it. Mm. We don't have to say you've got to do X number of courses before you can say that you're a spiritualist, you know. Um, yeah. You know, um, it, it's got to be, we've got to ease them in gently, but not overwhelm them as well. And okay. just to show, and to be, to be honest, I think that the, the way to encourage people is to be a decent person yourself. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Oh, I'll leave now. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, you know, it's not, it's all very well saying, well, the spiritualism teaches us this, that, and the other. But if those people are not are not kind, what's the yeah. point? What is the point? Yeah, and and sadly, um, somebody jokingly right. said. <laughs> If you want to meet unspiritual people, go to a spiritualist church. Yeah. And I, I just thought, well, I'm sorry, there is a grain of truth in that sometimes. sometimes. But however, mm. however, mm. Um, really good point. That initial welcome, it's all about mm. that first, you know, we, we only get one chance to make that first impression. Mm. Uh, and if we... Yeah, because for some of us, you know, um, you know, I'm, I've never been, a, I've always been what I call an all or nothing person. If I want to do something, I want to do all of it. I don't want to do a bit here and a bit there, you know. And when we take up awards, for instance, you know, we want to learn all about what that means. And, the, and, and any kind of award really within spiritualism isn't about a title. It's not about status. It's really saying that you know that you're up to the standard required. Yeah. That's what it means. That's all it means. Yeah. You know, it means nothing else. The rest you've got to do yourself, you know. Um, but I, I've always wanted to explore. I've always wanted to, to I've always, always found it fascinating to want to know more about why this happens and how that happens and so on. And for me, I, I'm, and I remember there was, when I was, I think I was doing my efficiency um, uh, training and one of the things I had to do in that was a, a particular course on world religions. And I dreaded it. I absolutely dreaded it. It looked ever so dry and really boring. And yet when I did it, it was the best course I've ever done because it taught me more about why people are like they are than anything else I've ever done in terms of education. And if, we, and if we understand each other by religion, 
then we understand why people believe what they believe. It doesn't mean we have to go along with them, but at least we've got to learn how to be tolerant. And that's what I feel that um, education should be about, helping us to become tolerant and understanding of each other. Indeed, because most discourse we find between uh, different religious factions, different nationalities, different mm. ethnicities are all trackable back to the fear energy. Yeah, and ignorance. I don't understand it. Take it yeah. away. Yeah. It's going to hurt me. It might hurt me. It might bite me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, um, so and if we can dispel ignorance. that fear mm. energy, then actually we can, we can then start engaging on that soul level Mm. Uh, and amazing things are possible absolutely amazing things mm. there's a <clears throat> comment there back from jamie discussion groups sound like a great idea indeed yeah, yeah. they are um and it is something these virtual discussion groups have gained great precedence during this time because mm. people can actually talk yeah uh as i say you know especially with working mediums we're either too busy working ourselves um, when we're off, we very rarely go and see another medium work. What are you doing here? What do you want? <laughs> Why are yeah, you here? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> almost seen as a threat. <laughs> yeah, I can't give you a message. <laughs> um, but in this arena, yeah, we uh, we can all talk and share, which is wonderful. So, thank mm. you, Jamie. Uh, Phil Shaw, comment there from Phil. Oh. Discussion groups as an integral part of spiritualist church agendas, as an essential component of getting particularly younger people interested in contemporary spirituality and what it offers in terms of self-validation and understanding. Yeah. I, personally, I think that discussion groups um, in, in, in every form is a good idea. Um, but I feel that um, personal development really is something that we should be offering much more, much, much more than we do. Not about spiritual development as such, understanding the spirit, you know, discarnate, but we need to understand the spirit incarnate. And I feel that what, what Phil has said about self-validation and understanding, it really does matter. Uh, understanding our own composition for a start you know, and, um, and and our own nature, um, uh, I think that would help. But I know, as, as I said to you before, you know, I am chair of um, an organisation called SNUI, which is the internet branch of the Spiritualist National Union. And we've done a lot over the last few years trying to encourage young people in. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, they don't stay. And, and maybe it's, you know, maybe a sign of the times. It may be many different reasons, but it is a problem um, because it seems to appeal more to more, I don't take this personally, anybody, but more to middle-aged people than to very young people because not many young people are born into spiritualist families or in, like in my own case, my, my you know, I've let, let my children, although they're well and truly adults and I'm a grandmother, but I've always met, felt that my children shouldn't have the indoctrination because I didn't have it. It wouldn't be right for me to tell them they have to be spiritualists when I was told I, I should be free to make up my own mind. So although my 
children are very sympathetic and supportive of what I do, they're not interested. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I do see something in the, the younger generation, because this, and not being um, dismissive there, Phil, mm. or anybody of, of, with this comment, I came into spiritualism through my parents when I was about 11. And then, uh, and that's only about 10 years ago, but anyway, um, then it used to be very much the cry of, we've got to get younger people in our churches. And today we have in that same cry. But I'm mm -hmm. seeing a change in generations now and speaking to, I mean, I'm old, I'm of the generation now where I could be a grandfather talking to mothers and so the next generation down mm -hmm. and saying the same thing to them about their kids. But there, there is starting to come to light this awareness of um, not a spiritualism as we understand it, but more uh, probably along the metaphysical side, because they mm -hmm. use phrases like, oh, it's got a really good vibe there. Um, and they talk about people and they use terminology and I've said to them, what does that mean? They said, well, they just don't feel right. And I think oh, that, that is really interesting. Hmm. That is really interesting. Yeah, so, I, think, yeah. I, I, do, I do think that um, young people today need to have some kind of objective you know and i think phil was right when he talked about when he wrote about you know self-development and um personal development and things like that that i feel that if we it, it doesn't always have to be about the spirit discarnate i think that's where the fear comes from with parents that they think that we're going to make their children mediums and they're going to be out there you know um but it but it is it is um you know um a, a difficult subject, I think, to get children involved or young people involved. Well, I right. don't know if I would want particularly children, but young people I would, you know, to take it to the next level when that's it's got to be progressive. I think, you know, we, we've got to be honest with ourselves, those involved in churches and centres and saying, are we... Um, short circuit in the process because we advise people to join an open circle and you see many open circles advertise you know join the open mm -hmm. circle and practice your message giving uh, and to do that and it, they're taking they've sort of cut out that first step of saying okay this is you yes yes yeah we're here to develop you yeah so you feel your presence your power your place yeah. i mean I, I i was once asked some years ago now um by our local secondary school if i would take a course there for young people now when, when they say young people i'm talking about 13 to 15 year olds i'm not talking about you know very young children and um and i i was it was all about awareness that was the the subject i was going to do it wasn't about communicating with spirit it was just about awareness and understanding of the self um but i was cancelled by the governors because they had a different religion and they didn't like the idea of what i was doing so they cancelled it yeah and that's what we're up about and that's what we're up against <clears throat> you know that's the problem i've come up against very similar uh, energy down here we've got a uh, a university local to us which has expanded over the years um so i put forward a couple of proposals for fresher weeks to introduce mm -hmm. people 
not to bring them in to get a message, not to bring them in to make me uh, mediums, but just to introduce them to somewhere where you can go, you can be yourself, you can relax, you can sit in with the healing, you, you can you can do all sorts of things for yourself. Mm -hmm. And you've got some, you know, you, you're out on this big adventure now away from home and everything. So, you know, there's somewhere where you actually can go and be safe and talk on that soul level. But again, uh, fell a little bit foul there of uh, we don't we don't advertise religious organizations. And I said, so how come there are all these stands at your Freshers Week? Mm -hmm. I was just like, OK, OK. Uh, lovely Tim Abbott. Oh, Good hi. evening. <laughs> Back from your travels. I think, uh, yeah, um, I, I think it's because we don't make it appealing for them. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, my, that's my opinion. I, no, sadly, I agree. Um, yeah. Our services here at Paul, we take slightly different um, mm. presentation on them but i have been out uh, as a serving medium and as a congregation and just sat mm. there and thinking good god is this ever going to end you know <laughs> and i'm not being disrespectful because it was so high church and so yeah i think that terrible. is but i think that may be one of the problems is introducing them somewhere outside of a church to introduce them into the church later that mm. might help, you know. I mean, might be just the word church might put them off, you know. So we, I yeah. think, if we have something like, say, just you know, a, 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 you know, a village hall or or a town hall or, or or just a room somewhere where they could just meet up, that's not in a church. I think that would be a good start, you know. I mean, you should say that <laughs> because <laughs> thank you, Tim. I hope you're both well. You and Jeanette, the lovely Jack from mm. Denmark. Oh, hi. And he's the saying, before COVID, we had what we called spiritual cafe, where people could come in for a tea, coffee and a sweet. And we put different subjects up to debate mm -hmm. people in ages. And there was debate both in the forum as well as around the small tables. So, yeah, picking up on that same energy there of that uh, much more relaxed and informal mm -hmm. where I know uh, I do hear very much what you're saying there about the word church, and this has been mm. a little topic that's been bouncing around quite a lot. Um, some I, I get it. Some people do get turned off by the word church. However, mm. a lot of people find a great deal of comfort. Comfort, yeah. But, so, you get, um, but you also get the other side of that coin, which is, you know, over the years, you know, I've come across a lot of people where I'm doing – I'm in a spiritualist church and I'm taking a group and I'm, I, you know, and uh, and then somebody will say to me, oh, do you think we ought to have a cross because that will make me feel safe? And yeah. I say, well, why, why does that, it's only a symbol, why does that make you feel safe? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we, we are dealing with indoctrination, that's the problem, you know. But if we can it get, is. if we could get young people away from that indoctrination and away into something that's just, on their own territory, so to speak, then I think we've got a chance, yeah. a good chance. And also how we interact with people as well. Mm -hmm. um, I make great effort here <clears throat> in the advertising, um, which is on not only web-based, but also social media-based and chalkboards outside the church of saying things like, you know, have a divine service, which is prayer, mm -hmm. philosophy, healing and evidential meat. You know, to try and just 
keep mm. getting out there with the understanding of what you may find inside the doors. And yeah. plus, at this time, because of the uh, now virtual uh, part of our movement, which is ever growing. Hello. <laughs> oh, God. Hello. Hello, we seem to have hit a little uh, hiccup there somehow. Um, good. <laughs> you seem to have lost Simone for the moment there. Something went horribly wrong. I don't quite. Oh, there we go. Hello, don't worry, my darling. We had um, we're having gremlins tonight. <laughs> yeah, there might be some storms around. Yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, we're back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Anyway, I forgot where we were, but never mind. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just picking back up on that uh, thread with Jack and yeah. indeed what you said there about um, looking at probably what we could term as an outreach groups. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I do. yeah, I do think that's a very good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. I do like mm. Don't give me more work to do, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i think that is uh mm -hmm. an exceptional thing but we are um are you finding uh yourself simone that now in this period uh we are having an awful lot more people investigating our movement coming in to find out more uh to try and understand mm -hmm. you know to make a bit of sense of why we're here the, the ultimate question why are we here and what's it all about I think I, I, um, for me, nothing um, clarifies that more than um, SNUI because we, you know, we have access to all social media with that. And when we see, you know, the um, the number of hits we get on social media in different countries, I mean, we're now in 43 countries throughout the world. And that means that never again should we ever hear those words there's nothing going on in our area you know because everybody can have access to snui you know yeah. and it just means that people can be part of a community if they so wish or not if they so wish but it also gives them access to you know education and development and listening to you know other people and other people's opinions as well so I feel that that is one step in the right direction. It's not the only step by any means. I think there's so much more we need to do um, to, to get that word out there and to stop being behind closed doors for so long. Yes. Yeah. We've all got to do our own bit in some way, you know. But uh, Yeah, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. And there are so many avenues to explore. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Being, 
typical human beings, we want the way. You know, mm -hmm. if we follow this path, that's it. Everything will be hunky-dory. But it isn't. It's about mm -hmm. exploring and about trying. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a couple of comedians in tonight. So mm -hmm. <laughs> lovely Tim just saying, as a spiritualist, I've been to some church services, had some wonderful mediums with wonderful philosophy and very inspirational. Equally, he's been to some where you wish they would freeze just like computers. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Could I firm up your book in next year? Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jack yeah, saying, no. we will keep you busy. Yeah. Phil. Oh, sorry, carry on. Yeah, no, I was just going to say about uh, the comment that, um, that uh, Tim's just put on there. I, I think that um, th that comment is really basically a lot of reasons why I think we shouldn't always have a church service every week and I'm, don't get me wrong I just that I've been a medium secretary and I know that um you know we've all had connections with churches where we're trying to book mediums and it's very very hard when you're up against people that say oh yeah but they're really nice people and they're not particularly good at the job you know yeah. and yeah. and you know I would expect if I was to employ a gardener I'd expect to know that the person knew about gardening so I would expect somebody who's on a spiritualist platform to know about spiritualism but that isn't necessarily the case and I feel that there should be maybe more discernment about mediums that are booked I, I really do and I've always said that and not just fill a slot you know I'd rather that personally I would much, much rather see a healing service than about have a um, a medium, a mediocre medium, if I put it that way. I agree with you totally. And as mm -hmm. I was saying in the pre-going on air discussion, um, I and this is me and how I've handled things uh, regarding the progress of Paul Church. Exactly that, what you've just said. Uh, I think churches and centers their medium secretary they start off the year with this huge amount of pressure so mm. if you were to do say three dems a week and you average open uh 50 weeks of the year you've got yeah. 150 empty boxes staring wow. at you a lot that's a lot and yeah. you panic and it's like mm -hmm. yeah i knew you said a rude word i know they're not up to it <laughs> but it's another box it's yeah absolutely yeah we, we, we're bringing that pressure on ourselves mm. when we started mm. doing the healing services here it's quite interesting there's a couple of comments made locally of what well, you've got no media well you won't get anybody in mm. well we average between 30 and 40 in for our healing hours mm. uh, our family gatherings mm. the same numbers coming in you know, and I always say with our movement, because we are progressive, you know, and I always urge and try and foster this thing with uh, people that I meet from other venues. Try things. Yes. Don't be frightened to try. Yeah. try. Yeah. If it doesn't work, you're not going to die. And if you do die, you know you're going to go on anyway. So yeah. you're not nothing. <laughs> but try things. Yeah, try things out. Try and put something different in when break up break up the monotony sometimes indeed yeah indeed because you know the, the, some of the congregation maybe won't admit it but they actually get oh, here we go again or oh, i'm not going to go how many times we hear that oh no i didn't come last week i don't like that meeting yeah absolutely and it's like, well, that shouldn't be 
that shouldn't be why you're coming to the church or a centre. No. You should be coming there because you're taking that time to link in with the community mm. and link in with your own divinity. Huh. Tim is just saying, on a serious note, thank you, Tim. <laughs> Do you yeah. think certain aspects of mediumship go in and out of fashion and therefore students chase what is in fashion at the moment? Yeah, I, I personally, I, I think that there have been so-called fashionable mediumship. That That's for sure. I'm not sure about today. I, I personally think that students today are far more discerning than they've ever been about what they want in mediumship. And they may be more outspoken about what they want in mediumship for themselves much more today than ever before. I just feel that um, the, the bit that I, I, I'm hoping we're outgrowing is the, the, this idea of mediums having celebrity status. Yeah. Um, I, I feel that that, and, and now we're not getting into the theatres so much. You don't see those big demonstrations like we used to. I think that's, personally, I think that's good um, because it, 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 makes mediumship what it is which is a natural ability um and not a phenomena that should be revered as, as a celebrity you know and we should be looking at people as celebrities you know um i i like the idea that students today are discerning about what they want for themselves and the and the kind of mediumship they want for themselves as well so i'm hoping that the fashion may not be as much as now as it was, say, 20 years ago. I don't know if Tim agrees with that. But... I'm sure he'll let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, very interesting. Uh, when we talk about what we call the old school of mediums, so we're going back to the mediums who were sired in, like, the 40s and the 50s and the 60s of that oh, generation, yeah. uh, absolutely stupendous um media i could reel off several names locally who you know i've seen people transfigure i have seen mm. amazing things just as part of the service not a special event yeah this is part of the service um <clears throat> but in our society now uh one thing that was said to me by one of my old tutors and uh, it really stuck in my mind and she said, you know, you're not going back 40 years where, you know, somebody would come in with their shopping trolley and sit down and sit through a service. You're getting people coming in now with university and college degrees mm. who are making uh, an intelligent approach and try to develop an intelligent understanding of what we've got, what we're about. And we've got to meet that. And I thought, do you know what? I like that. I do like that. Yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah, and I think I think that's the point. I think spiritualism has to come across intelligently. If it doesn't, we've lost it. Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, one, another one of your students. You have a very faithful following here, Simone. I'm very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> the lovely Ron Cox from Florida, and he's saying, as I became. As I become an ordained minister, I'm discovering a lot of similarities between metaphysics and spiritualism. Oh. They both give greater understanding into the other, and I could actually see the two merging together. Oh. I have to say, I actually thought they were one of the same, or almost the yeah. same thing. I have to say that. And I know that there are several in the States, there are several metaphysical societies. 
Um, and um, I think that we could learn from them and they could learn from us. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. And um, uh, metaphysics is something unbeknown to me uh, until a few years ago and started to investigate it. But one of the things, one of my latest little epiphanies about it is is wonderful understanding energy but energy is just energy it has no uh, emotional attachment it has yeah. no it is directable by your intent whereas within spiritualism we are dealing with that greater intelligence and we are dealing with things and interacting and that's not a criticism of it whatsoever it was just interest because i got very much into the energy side of it and i thought hang on hang on energy is energy you know if i think bad thoughts it's going to be bad thought you know it's it's not an intelligence it is very much part of it very much part of it and also i love the part in metaphysics where you go back through the lineage um through the great philosophers and the times there as well uh but yeah i agree ron uh, that that understanding i think will help broaden um some spiritualist views on things likewise spiritualism <laughs> will broaden the views of some metaphysics yeah absolutely yeah i think that, that we could learn from them and they could learn from us basically yeah yes definitely yeah. And, I think, and i think that as spiritualists we should never close our close our minds to anything different or anything new you know yeah no, we should always embrace. I think sometimes we stumble, don't we? Because we think we're going to make a fool of ourselves or an idiot. And I, I always think, well, well, you know I'm, I'm more, I'm more inclined. I hate to disagree with you, but I'm no. more inclined to believe that um, we become complacent as a movement, and it's yeah. the complacency that produces apathy that bothers me. Yeah, yeah, that, that I, I agree absolutely one hundred percent there, but. I think also, you know, when people, we're human beings level, you know, mm. change is great as long as it happens to somebody else and not to me. <laughs> I've got no issue with change as long as it doesn't affect the way I operate. Uh. <laughs> um, because we don't want to, you know, we don't want to risk uh, what we would uh, assume to be making a mistake or making a fool mm. of ourselves. But the thing I love about spiritualism is it encourages me to explore my vulnerability. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. it's the same thing, but just on a, such yeah. a different level. Uh, yeah. But I'm really looking forward to Ron passing, um, becoming an ordained minister, because I can then can say to him, what's up, Doc? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so looking forward to that day. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish him, I wish him every success too. I do. He, yeah. You know what? He is an absolute little star. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, Tim Abbott coming back there and just saying thank you for your answer. I agree students are more educated in their spiritual and religious beliefs and therefore self-driven as in which direction yes. they go. Yeah. And indeed, it's, we see it in our movement and we also see it in the orthodox movements. Mm um ailing congregations and some of the great you know and the orthodoxy are realizing they've got to actually get out of the custom and creed tradition mm -hmm. and investigate new ways helen van hooft how are you my darling hi, uh, hi helen <laughs> she's a lovely lady 
apathy and acceptance of the mediator <laughs> doesn't help spiritualism as a movement from a Simone Keynes. <laughs> Have you emailed everybody to be honest? <laughs> Obviously, I haven't. I haven't. No. <laughs> oh dear. I love no, She's absolutely right. It doesn't. It doesn't help spiritualism at all. We have to keep. I think. I don't believe we should keep finding different things for different sakes. You know, that's not what I'm yeah. about. Yeah. But I am about changing things. So it, we don't get stuck into this rut where, you know, 99% of the time I can go to any church, any spiritualist church and I would know the order of service before I even got in the door. Yeah. 99% of the time. There may be a couple of differences because they may have Abba songs instead of hymns, but they, or, or they've got boys own or whatever. But, you know, there comes a point when maybe everything about our presentation has to be has to change in terms of keeping people with us and making it, you know, making it um, progressive is really what I'm trying to say, mm. you know, and, and helping people to stay with us in terms of that, you know, staying with their community of spiritualists. Because I feel that that being with people of like mind has been a real saving grace for me over the years, you know, where I didn't have to explain myself, where I can just talk to people about, you know, my own understanding or my own questions without having to explain everything I do, you know, um, is a big difference being with people of like mind. And I feel that that's where people today on um are needing more challenges in terms of we should be there not with not with answers to every question I don't mean it that way but we should be there encouraging people to think for themselves that's yeah. really what I'm saying no I, I agree and uh, within spiritualism it's wonderful Just, we have evenings like this in the virtual world we have our discussions here within the church in mm. person um, because we can connect on that soul level, you know, we, we are hundreds of people, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not me, but we can be father, mother, sister, mm -hmm. brother, grandparent, friend, enemy, whatever to people. But when we have these times that we're just spiritualists talking on our own spiritual yeah. soul journey, the connection is enormous and it is it's just like whoa oh it is it's invigorating it's totally yeah. invigorating yeah so uh <laughs> <Helen. laughs> good on you helen <laughs> yeah. you, you can keep this up all night helen you're not getting a discount on the next call right <laughs> bless her she's a lovely lady absolutely yeah Jamie here. I think if we are not moving forward, yeah. then we are stuck in the past. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> from my perspective, where we uh, at Paul went online fairly straight away, I have, I'm in contact with more wonderful people like yourself, with uh, Tim and mm -hmm. other people in the room here. Also people in charge of churches and centres and they do ask uh, questions and one of the questions have been asked a fair few times now of me is how have you managed to change uh, your service how have you managed mm -hmm. to change your approach 
Uh, and it's, it's through engaging the people, the congregation coming in. Not, you know, we do we do have this uh, preponderancy that. I'll give you a, a prime example. We had many years ago here a dem by two very well-known mediums of the time. The church was packed. We had 145 in. Three people complained afterwards they didn't like it because it didn't fit in their box of spiritualism. Oh, okay. The energy going on from that was, well, we won't have them again. And I've just sat there thinking... For the sake of three people? Yeah. And, when you've got 150? Yeah, because, you know, we running a church or a centre is a very... Yeah, but the, but the saying that comes into my mind is you can please you can't please all the people all the time, so therefore you you have to look to the majority and say okay well this is obviously what the majority wants yeah, yeah. you know as long as as long as the mediums were mediums yeah I wouldn't yeah. have a problem I really wouldn't have a problem yeah and this this is it this highlights sometimes the frailties mm. of the uh, groups that are running. Uh, places of worship sometimes if there's any sort of dissent there's this fear oh right okay we won't do that again you know or they will <laughs> bow to the loudest voice yes um yeah. that yeah. is a very common yeah. Yeah. um thing but you know we, we've got to see this core change come mm. from our churches and centers therefore we've got to see that core change come from mm. uh within our committees and organizing bodies uh, to say, well, yeah, it's not going to appeal to everybody, mm. you know, and be honest about it, you know, and try to encourage people to come along on the journey with you, but if they do not wish to, mm. that's absolutely fine as well. You've messed yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. I would say, if I come down here and there's nobody in the church, I'll go, okay, I've done it wrong. Yeah, absolutely. it's quite the opposite. Yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah. Helen, Helen's very <laughs> active tonight. Yes, this is <laughs> right. Will never have progression if always the same. Yeah. No, yeah. it's got to yeah. be different. Yeah. We know this, don't we? We know yeah. this as an energy. We know yeah. this as a core belief. Yeah. Uh, but just sometimes we lack that little bit of brave, you know, it's, it's sort of like waiting in the trenches to see you be first over the top. I think yeah. also th there is another side to it, I think, to, to be fair, because I think for some somehow we've all become very busy people. Mm. And, and 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 there's always that fear of oh grief, have I got to take something else on, you know, because I can't manage much else, you know. Yeah. Um and I've always I've always been a great support, and I know Helen will know this. Um, I've always been a great supporter of the awareness course, you know, the awareness course where people can come in off the street and they can understand what we do, how we do it, what's involved. And that's where you can bring the philosophy of spiritualism in on a, not on a, a philosophy night, but as a, as a gentle intro, introduction as to back up why we do what we do, what the philosophy behind it is, yeah. you know, and and I and I remember I used to do quite a lot of uh, awareness courses for my own church, um, Norwich Church, and um, and th there's not much happening. I know that COVID did yeah. do a lot of damage in that, but even pre-COVID, 
I don't think people were doing as much as I think they can, because that really is the introduction to your circle. That is the introduction to your development. It is, it's the understanding. It helps people on a very basic level, a foundation, if you like, yes. of, 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 of knowledge and understanding that they can move further forward with. And to me, that's progression. Yeah. No, I agree a hundred and ten percent. I really do. Uh, but again, I'll bring it back down to you know the grassroots. Mm. Um, we all know, and without being um, there's no animosity. You know, I don't say things to be funny. No. Um, Sometimes within the organising groups for our churches and centres, there is this. There's probably a need to review how we do things, I think. Mm. Uh, maybe relax this, you know, uh, it's got to be done by a committee member. Right. You know, we, we, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. Uh, and allow people, you yeah. know, I'm so blessed. I've got a church full of people here mm. who I know I can trust to yes. be in the kitchen, to be on the door, to get up and speak if needs be, to chair yeah. for me. They don't want to be on a committee. They don't want to come in every month and talk about the latest tea cozy or whatever we're going to do, but they just want to give something back. And it's right. fostering yeah. that within yeah. our churches and centres, I think, will help our growth yeah. rather than having this. And I think also giving people um, a little bit of responsibility, like running um, a, a group, for instance, you know, when they've been with you and they've proved their worth to you, that you, yeah. they know what they're talking about. But that, it shows them that you have confidence in them. Yes. And they will be loyal to the church. That's the thing. Yeah, because you know, that is their works. development as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and it's it's that church that's given them that that little step up just to have that little bit more responsibility. And, and it, it shouldn't be one person doing everything. That's yeah. not good. You know. are, are you all listening out there? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the no, lovely Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. Uh, Mark saying, I think there is always a place for traditional and progressive and finding the perfect balance and enough people to be able to do yeah. 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 There is a place for it. Yeah, definitely. You know what, the, the one immutable spiritual law about balance, I mean, if you bring that into an awful lot of what we do, it starts highlighting maybe where things are a little mm -hmm. bit uneven. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thank you, Mark. Mark. Lovely Mark will be here with us tomorrow working. Oh, so wonderful. All the best for tomorrow, Mark. Mm. Yeah, he's a, he's a very gifted orator. Yes. That's a nice way of saying he says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> So beautifully said, Mark. Beautifully said. <laughs> Simone, darling, I, I could go on forever talking with you. Oh, Seriously, thank you. It's been a lovely evening. Really nice. Thank you. Really easy. Just to finish off and mm. bring back in this the education. You know, what is there anything you could say to just make people think, you know what, I need to read more, I need to talk more, I need to explore more? Is there anything you could say to sort of like feel that? I just feel my, my thing is never be complacent, 
never feel that you know everything. Never feel that you've done everything. And never feel that you're there, wherever there is to you. Um, I just feel that there is so much more for every one of us to learn and to discover and unfold. And as we do that, what we're doing is we're finding out about each other. That's what this is all about. It's learning about people. Whether they're in the spirit world or this world doesn't mean that it doesn't matter at all to me. We're all people and we're yeah. people first. And I, I feel that the more we explore and the more this isn't a question of awards or certificates or diplomas, but it is about understanding what is out there, understanding what the spirit world is giving us and understanding what is needed to make our world a better place. And that's really what we're about. And that's for me is all about education. But it doesn't mean you've got to have a diploma to make to, to say that, oh, well, I now I know I'm a medium because I've got a diploma. That's not what it's about at all. It just mm-hmm. means that you've reached the re- required standard. That's it. You, you know, the rest of the work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. You know. But, so, so many times I say to people, you know, you see it in uh, people's energies and in their no words, you know, oh, that's, that's all right, I'm a medium now, or I'm a healer now. And you're like, no, no, <laughs> you've got lots more. You have a veritable fan club out there from all across the world. That's very I'm sweet, like, thank you. I'm very envious. <laughs> I thought you loved me, Ron. I'm, I'm that clear. I'm, Oh, I do I wish him all the best, Ron, anyway. Thank you. And I wish him all the best on getting his ministership. You know, that'd be uh, great. Yeah, yeah. Good luck yeah. to you, Ron. That's even though you just burned me yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope you get it quicker than I got mine. It took me seven years. Okay. Don't tell him oh, that. <laughs> Don't tell him that. Oh, hi, Yvonne. Yvonne, Tim. Yeah. Oh, thanks a lot, Tim. Nice to see, nice to see you on online. Anyway, here, <laughs> uh, Stevie Trollen. Oh, nice, Stevie. Great. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. This is a wonderful thing. These yeah. um, evenings are revisited time and time again. Mm. So, you know, the, we, we're creating uh, where we look back thirty years and say the people then in thirty years' time, people will be looking back to us today, thinking, "Oh, wow." That was interesting. Or, oh, God, did they get that wrong? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be more the latter with me, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. Brilliant. Simon, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Laurie. It's very very good of you. And I've thoroughly enjoyed my time with you. And thank you to everybody else that's, that's come online as well. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you all. Okay. Next week, we will be having a Chesterfield chat. That oh. means our guest will be live with me. And we have the lovely Frederick Hagland, who oh. will be on the Chesterfield next uh, Saturday after taking a week-long course here at Paul. In the meantime, if you wish to catch up with what we're doing here at Paul, I suggest you go onto our website, just search Paul Spiritualist in Google, uh, and the results will come up. Don't forget, we stream our services live. You only see the platform and the demonstrators. Uh, it just gives you an idea and makes you feel like you're in church. So, as I said, tomorrow we've got the lovely Mark Stone with us. Next Sunday will be Frederick. Um, and Wednesday we have the lovely David Powell will be demonstrating. So, in the meantime, everybody, have a wonderful night. 
thank you for your time. Thank you, thank you for thank joining you. in. Thank you for your questions and comments there. And again, Simone, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's been lovely. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, all.